let's get in this 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then verse, let's start in verse, uh, let's start in verse 1. Ready? Let's read together. Pull up some of these on, on my computer here. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking in the spirit of God calls Jesus a curse and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So he's establishing here the Holy Ghost is the foundation. It's the foundational thing that gives us the power, the boldness, the ability, the equipping to do what we're called to do. The Holy Ghost is, you know, Jesus in Acts 1 he, uh, the Bible says that he said, don't leave to his disciples. Don't leave to go, you know, the great commission where he said, go preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, all those things. You know, Jesus said to do that. Uh, but he said, don't leave until you've been empowered from on high. You've been empowered with, with my spirit because I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm going to leave you a comforter. I'm going to leave you a counselor and he'll equip you. He, he will uh, empower you. He'll give you power to carry out the mission. Um, so verse four says there's, there are div diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, and to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Then, of course, our final verse in verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And so this morning, we're going to get into the, the third revelation gift. Out of the nine gifts that we just read, you can break the nine into three categories, putting three gifts in each of the categories. First category would be the revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal Number two would be the power gifts, the gifts that do something. And then the third gift would be inspirational gifts or the gifts that inspire uh, or, or speak or, you know, however you want to say that. Today, we're going to talk about the discerning of spirits. That's going to be the, uh, that's going to be the third gift of the revelation gifts. Um, uh, so let's jump into this. Uh, just to recap on that last part of verse number 10, to another to another discerning of spirits. Now, one thing I want to set up and establish. So the discerning of spirits, it is a, uh, let me give you the definition first. It's discerning of all types of spirits and it's seeing, um, it is seeing before you spiritual things, Seeing before you spiritual things. It's a simple way of defining it. It's seeing, visually seeing spiritual things. Now, it is not a gift of natural seeing and being able to see something with your with your natural eyes or perceive it with your natural mind. So if you can if you can tangibly see it, like you know, you got ghost hunters out there and you've got uh um you've got people with surveillance cameras and they're they're 
videoing things and they they see a ghost in the sky. That's not what we're talking. We're not talking about spooky, you know, weird people that do this kind of stuff. That's not what this gift is. The discerning of spirits sees beyond the natural into the spiritual realm. I'm going to give you a New Testament and Old Testament example that we've seen this go into play. But this gift uh, allows one to see into the spiritual realm. Now, let me set, set this off here before it, you know we get down a road here of talking about the spiritual realm. The discerning of spirits allows one supernatural. Remember, all the gifts are supernatural. These nine gifts, they are supernatural. They're for the equipping of the saints. They're for the help of the working of the ministry. That's what these gifts are for. It's why God gave them to the church through his Holy Spirit. That's why as the head of the church, Jesus is the head of the church. There's order to it. It's never weird. It's never just to be able to have the ability. It, if if uh, uh, It's never in a way that you just have this gift more than other people. No, this, these are gifts to profit all, the Bible says. And it's to bring glory to God. These Nothing ever does God do that doesn't bring the attention back to him. He wouldn't give you something just so that you can have a cool story to tell other people. That's not how these gifts work. So before we talk about some of the applicable things of the discerning of spirits, what it does, what the reasons for it is, um, is let's talk about the spiritual realm. It's a very, the spiritual realm is a very real thing. It's just as real as, as your fingers, as your body, as your hair. It's very real. We just don't see it naturally in what's around us. Now, what separates the believer and the non-believer. Now listen to me. What separates the believer and the non-believer is believing that there is a spiritual realm. Because we have to believe in in Jesus whom we've never seen. Now in the writers of this book, Paul for example, did he he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. He was kicked off his horse. He had an encounter with Jesus. Well, um even if you've never had an encounter with Jesus, it takes believing by faith we're saved by grace through faith. It takes the ability to believe that there's a spiritual realm there. That's not. We're not talking about the discerning of spirits yet. That's a gift given to you, not by your own ability, not something you were born with, and it's just an innate ability that you have. That's not. None of those nine gifts are that. This is a gift willed to you by the Spirit of God, by God Himself, a supernatural gift given to you. But I'm just talking about the spiritual realm right now. Within the spiritual realm. Uh, you've got everything that happens and takes place there first before it happens here. And this isn't some weird, spooky, witchcrafty spiritual realm. It is a spiritual realm. Whether you believe it or not, it's there. It is a reality and it takes place. Every, it, it Things happen within it every single day. I don't care if people believe it or don't and they think it's weird. Listen, you can tell me all day long that trains locomotives are not real. You can pretend they're fake. You can tell me they're fake. You can really believe that they're fake, but stand in front of a train. And I promise you, you don't have to believe it, but you'll get hit by the train. And the same thing was applicable to the spiritual realm. So many people have, I don't know what, I wish I could have a better word than weird, but so many people have made the spiritual things of God weird and, and, uh, extravagant for lack of a better term, and they've made it so uh, dimensional and like and and just flat out weird, and it turns a lot of people off to the things of God. I'll just be frank with you; they make it very weird. But there there is a very real 
part of the spiritual realm. And I want you to understand this. When the body of Christ, when, when a pastor, an evangelist, a preacher, somebody talks about the spiritual realm and someone uh, doesn't understand or doesn't believe it and they mock it, they make fun of it, they're just showing their ignorance and their stupidity because the Bible is very clear about the spiritual realm. Things happen within the spirit. There is a dimension of the spirit that hap- that's real, that's a real place. And when people talk about, you know, they make fun of casting out demons or they make fun of uh, that, that, that there's a, there's a real devil and he, uh, he may not be this, you know, red beast like figure with horns and a pitchfork. No, that, Hollywood really made that up. If you really saw Satan, uh, you'd be surprised. You know, he is not what you would imagine him to be because the Bible describes him a different way. The Bible does describe what he looks like, but he's a cunning, deceiving person. He comes, he's a very cunning deceit, not, not person, but you understand a, a figure. He's a very deceiving individual, very deceiving, uh, spirit and, uh, uh is wicked in its core, in his core. And so there's a real place to this, these things. And when people make fun of it, they mock it. Why? Well, I'll always wonder this. Why do people pick and choose Christians? I'm talking about Christians, you know, the world that don't get this, they don't get this stuff. That's normal. Uh, the Ephesians says that their minds are darkened. Um, they don't understand these things. Romans talks about that, that they've been deceived. They don't understand that that's normal. If someone who's not saved, they haven't been born again. If they don't understand these things. Yeah, I figure that I'm not, I'm privy to that. I get it. I'm not uh, upset with them or trying to get at them or anything like that. I'm more referring to the Christian person, or I should say the person that claims to be a Christian would deny, literally deny the things of God, deny this, not all the things, but the things that don't seem, uh, don't fit their natural carnal way of thinking. It tells us in Galatians, walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit and that, that doesn't mean you're in this trance all day, like with your eyes rolled back in your head and think you're weird. No, no, no. You walk in the spirit of God and you'll have the fruit of the spirit. There's it's joy, peace, love. You know, there's, there's joy. There's, there's so much peace with walking in the spirit, but you live your life day to day. Very normal. You know, I heard Kenneth E. Hagan say this. Well, it came through Keith Moore who served Kenneth E. Hagan for many years, but he quoted Kenneth E. Hagan and I'm quoting Keith Moore now, but he said some of the most spiritual people that he's ever met coming from Kenneth E. Hagan. He said some of the most spiritual people that he's ever met are the most normal people he's ever met. They have great lives. They have a a solid marriage. It's not weird. They're not in trances all the time. They're not uh, um, talking in weird hymns and, and, you know, parables that people really don't understand and talk quoting whenever they're in a normal conversation, they quote the King James version of the scripture and make it an awkward comment. No, this is from Keith Moore and Kenneth E. Hagan. They're very normal, solid people. Their lives are consistent. Their attitudes are consistent. This is fruits of the spirit. These are fruits of the spirit. But I'm saying all that to say, because I'm going to explain what this discerning of spirits is, this gift that's given. And it's not to be weird. I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's in the, uh, it's in our, our world today is like when we talk about the spiritual realm, things of the spirit, people think it has to be weird and spooky and extravagant. And no, it's very simple. It's very simple. You read the word, you live by the word, you live by the spirit. 
You operate by the things of the Spirit. God will anoint you. He'll help you. So now, let's talk about this gift, the discerning of spirits. Because now we understand that we kind of laid a foundation there. The discerning of spirits is a gift, a supernatural gift. You can't. It's not something you operate from your mind. It's not... I wrote this down from reading in my studies here. It's unaided by the natural realm. It's not something you can work up, you can fabricate, you you can learn. It's not how it works. It is a supernatural gift given by God, and it's unaided by your natural mind, by your natural eyes, by your own natural ability. It it surpasses the mind. It's a gift given to, to, to a man by God, a supernatural gift, to see and discern into the spiritual realm, not just for evil spirits either. It's not just to see evil things. It's not just to see good things. It's a supernatural gift given to see into the spiritual realm. You can see the intents and motives of somebody by seeing into that spiritual realm. Oh, it's a very, very powerful gift. And so now uh, this gift is in the New Testament. We see an example of this with Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. If you remember in Luke chapter nine, I won't turn there for time's sake, but in Luke chapter nine, he gives them by authority. He gives them the power to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick, all these different things. And then in Luke chapter 10, the disciples come back and they go, Jesus, oh, you know, oh my gosh, even the devils are subject to us in your name. And oh, wow, this is amazing. And the first phrase out of Jesus's mouth, let me quote it to you out of, out of Luke chapter 10. This is the New Testament. Uh, verse 17 says, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 18. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. But think about that first verse. Verse 18, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This was a gift given to, and there's many, many many more through the book of Acts. uh, Paul talks about them uh, for Peter as well. Peter, when he's dealing with uh, certain people, Ananias and Sapphira, he sees there's the word of knowledge in operation, but he sees into the spiritual realm what Satan did to them and lying to them. My point is this isn't the only example in the New Testament, but this is an example of the discerning of spirits. Satan's not a tangible physical person that you can look at and see with your natural eyes. But Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. This was because Jesus was in the natural world. He's naturally here. He sees in the spiritual realm, Satan falling from heaven. That's the discerning of spirits. That's the operation, that gift in operation. And Jesus operated through these gifts. He, Jesus did not have any unfair advantage over you and me in his 33 years that he walked on the earth. He had to do everything the way me and you are being trained to walk through this word with. He had to follow the word. He had to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He had to live a pure life. He had to study the word. The Bible says he increased in knowledge. So these gifts were made readily available to him and bestowed to him just like they are to you and me. Amen. So now in the Old Testament, we see another example of this. We see in uh, in 2 Kings chapter 6, where Elisha's on the mountain and he's got his, uh, like his armor bearer with him. And uh, it says, let me start in verse 15. And the servant of the man of God arose early, went out, and there was an army. So his servants with him, and he went out, and there was an army surrounding the city 
with horses, chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, master, what shall we do? He, so he goes out of his tent, he looks around, there's a huge mass army in front of them. And he looks to Elisha and he goes, what do we do? There's an army in front of us. And then listen to this. So he answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those that are with him. So Elisha must have been seeing something and that's not it yet, but Elisha must have seen something. He must have been operating in this gift. Now, not the extent that we do today, because this is the old Testament, but that same spirit, the Bible says the same spirit. So there's no difference in the spirit. That same spirit is operating within Elisha here. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Whose eyes? His servant's eyes. Open his eyes that he may see. See what? He sees the armies in front of him, but he now sees into the spiritual realm. Watch this. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses, chariots, and fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike this people, I pray with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. So this is what, this was an operation of seeing into the spiritual realm and, and what you couldn't see naturally with your own eyes, but he now sees that they're encompassed about by a greater army, an army of the spiritual realm that's there to protect them from the natural things that are there. This gift goes into operation in many ways. If you're having a meeting with somebody or uh, let's break it down even simpler. If uh, you have children or a husband or wife, God can give this gift through the spirit will give this gift to you to see into things. That's just natural applications. I mean, this happens in church meetings. It can happen in church meetings. It can happen in private meetings, but it can also happen in your private life. It can happen with people at work. And it's not, it's never to, oh, it's never to, um, to promote you or to bring attention to you. Well, I, you know, see, I see things. I, you know, I can see things. No, it never, it shouldn't bring attention to you. A lot of times, this happened to me this week. This has happened to me. I, I, I knew I operated within this gift for a short amount of time when I met with somebody this week. Uh, and I saw into things. There wasn't anything bad, but I could see into the spiritual realm just for a second and dealt with something. And then the people I was talking, they said, you hit it, you nailed it in the head. And I didn't naturally know what to say or what to do. But in this scenario, I saw into the spiritual realm with these things. And I didn't go into this trance and like my eyes rolled back and I was shaking it man, no, that's super weird and super awkward if I started doing that in the meeting. No, the gift, God's very gentle. And uh, he when he operates within the spirit, he does things in order and it's organized. And, and I didn't say, all right, everybody stand back. I'm operating in the, dis no, no, I never even, I never said that to anybody. I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody or, or say anything to anybody. I literally just said, okay, uh, this is what I see is going on with this particular thing. And, uh, Lord showed me something and I saw that, th I saw that thing happening and whatever it was. And I didn't say that. Oh, I see this. I see, I just said, Hey, here's what I think is, is going on. We're dealing with here. And the Lord used us to figure that th he gave that gift and allowed this thing to work out. That's what he does. It's for his glory. And God got the glory. God got the attention. Uh, everything was brought back to the way it should have been brought back to. And it, and, and, it, and God was glorified and people were helped. So that's what these gifts do. It's not to be weird and be in a weird trance or anything like that. So I wrote this down. It was some of the things that it can be used for, the discerning of spirits, is for uh, it's used for seeing into the spiritual realm. It can be used to see demon power 
and the origin of sickness or affliction in somebody's life. So it can be used to see the uh, the sickness or or I should say the evil side of things as well, but not just the evil side as well as the good side. It can see the good things as well. Uh, Another part of it, it can be for ministers, those that are in ministry, choosing the right people to serve in ministry. I see, I have seen my pastor operate in these things before. Um, You know, you hear me refer to my pastor a lot. That's my reference point, right? I'm a product of the local church. I have a pastor. I serve my pastor. That's, that's my point of reference. You know, you may have a different man of God, woman of God, whatever the case is, but I use my pastor and I reference him and I've seen him where he says, hey, you know, so-and-so wants to get into ministry or wants to be involved in a certain capacity. Let's meet with them. Let's see, you know, what the Lord says and and let's talk to them. And then we have a meeting with them and everything goes normal. They talk and all those things. And he comes back. He says, no, that I don't, this isn't, they're not fit for it. I saw something and, and, and they're not ready for this. We need to work with them a little bit more. Well, what is that? That's the operation of this discerning of spirits seeing into the spiritual realm to deal with certain things. It's not a gift of discernment. It's not the ability to naturally discern things. I'm not saying people don't have a, you know, a gift of discernment where they can evaluate things and go, Hey, this isn't right. Or this is right. And discernment is a real thing. That's not the gift that we're talking about though. It's not, that's not within the nine gifts, gift of discernment of spirits or discerning of spirits sees into the spiritual realm and reveals things to you. And then finally, I wrote this down as well. Um, uh, the other thing is for the fivefold ministers to you operate within this gift, along with choosing the right people to go into ministry, they can see, uh, discerning of spirits within that and what kind of shape people are in, but they can, it can also be keeping the flock and the people within the congregation safe from predators or deception or deceivers. I've seen this in operation in our own church. Oh, there was someone in our church that deceived some, a family deeply. I mean, it was and our pastor caught it, saw it, uh, you know, it was, this, this person was a wolf came in to deceive people. And, and, uh, thank God our, our man and woman of God were able to, to discern this situation, uh, and, and naturally, but then also discerning of spirits, they, they caught a hold of what was going on and it protected more people. But unfortunately somebody was affected by it, but this has happened multiple times. They, God deals with our pastor and they operate in this gift. Uh, God will give this gift to them and they, they see things that are happening that you can't see with the natural eyes. You know, everything may be hunky dory in, in the normal and, and what you see with your tangible eyes, but this discerning of spirit sees past that and gets to the root of things and sees where the root and the cause of things come from, good and bad. And so that's what this gift does. So I hope this is helping you. I hope you're enjoying the series that we're going through because I'm, listen, I'm putting the work in for you. So you better be enjoying this thing and, and helping it. Um, I hope you guys can hear me. I saw a comment. My mom said there's no volume. Well, I hope you all can hear me. If you can't, what a waste of time this has been, but I don't I don't think that's the case. I hope you guys can hear me and all that kind of stuff, but I love you. Listen, these are helping you. We've gone through so far. Go back and listen to these. So far, we've gone through the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. These are the revelation gifts, the gifts that reveal things, things that you can't know. Think about this. I'm closing. I know we've gone a little long. The, the things you, you cannot know these things, lest it be revealed to you by the spirit of God. That's what these three gifts are. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. They're revelation gifts. They reveal things to you. Oh, pray and ask God that he'd, he'd use you in these areas and the other gifts, the other six gifts, but ask God help God use me in these areas. 
And he'll show you what you need to do to be trusted to use these because he works in order. He works out of intelligence, knowledge, because the Bible says don't be ignorant to these things. So you need to educate yourself. And this is part of that, right? But you need to spend some time in the word reading these things, getting revelation on it. Uh, I'm not trying to to, te- to uh, you know preach to you in terms of that. I just want to encourage you a little bit. But love you so much. Be blessed today. Stay faithful to your God. He's always faithful to you. Great. Remember this. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. We have the greater one living in us. No matter what people say, feel, act, if they people act dumb around you, hey, greater is he that's in you. And you know what I mean by that. I don't mean, you know, not smart. I mean, if people are just acting a fool around you, just remember there's the greater one that lives in you than he that's in this world. I love you. Be blessed today. You have a great day. And I'll see you on our next broadcast. Uh, we're going to get into the next gift of the spirit. Don't miss it tomorrow morning. Uh, the next devotional, or you know, if you're listening later, uh, we're going to get into the next devotional. We're going to start in the power gifts. Whoo, it's going to be powerful. You don't want to miss that. So uh, be blessed today. I'll talk to you soon. And have a great day. See you later.